Hi, I'm Aaron Selbig. And I'm Dr. Amy Nessler. And we are the Latchkey Kids. The Latchkey Kids, brought to you by the Sears Roebuck Catalog. Oh, my God. Do you remember that? That's not what we're talking about today. We day. just started. I'm already way off track. Yeah. How are that you? Sounds about right. <laughs> I am great. I'm not off track, however, Aaron. I do yeah. have. I know I have a very sexy, sultry voice. Always. Yeah. You sound kind of like Snuffleupagus from Sesame more Street. So today, I got yeah. a little Snuffleupagus, but don't worry. I used the the age old uh, home remedy. I slathered some cheese whiz on my chest. <laughs> And, and stuffed them up my nose. And I oh, think boy. Fine. You know? Ugh. Isn't that what I'm, we're supposed to do? <laughs> I'm already grossed out, and we haven't even, we haven't even started oh yet. Oh, my God, people. We yeah. have another bad episode. <laughs> we're just, we we're just going to do bad stuff from now on. Bad, bad TV shows, yes. bad everything. Right? Bad things. So last week, as you know, <laughs> we had bad toys, bad toys. What you, what you gonna do? do? What you gonna do when your parents buy them for you? <laughs> Feign um, excitement and appreciation. Right. Um, and today, people, this might be the most relatable topic of all. Oh I mean, man, Aaron, you're gonna love this. We yeah. have for you, friends, today the bad foods, bad foods. What you gonna what do? Gonna do? What you gonna do when mom puts them in your lunchbox for you? <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> You're gonna eat it because what the hell a choice do you have? That's exactly right. <laughs> it's either that oh. or starve to death. And, and to tell you the God's honest truth, most of these quote unquote bad it. foods, we yeah. loved them. And and honestly, people, no, ju- this has to be a judgment free zone at least. <laughs> oh yeah, totally, totally. Some of them we still love. You know. Yes. I, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my God. I, mean, <laughs> I know. I can picture when I just when I. In my mind's eye, I picture our, our little um, humble abode at the back of the cul-de-sac in Kachina Circle, Mesa, right. Arizona, represent. Uh-huh. I mean, that fridge, that gorgeous, gorgeous fridge, that pantry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just, they were just full of every processed and yep. overly packaged and brightly colored uh, thing. And I mean, wow, people. If, if there was a commercial for it on Saturday morning cartoons, we probably we had it in our house. Yeah, yes. That's right. And really, <laughs> you know, we didn't, we weren't wealthy by any means. We were middle class. And yeah. Yeah. A bit barely so. But we well, I think mom, I think mom bought us all of the sugared cereal and donuts and everything just to just keep us quiet. Yeah. To keep us quiet. I mean, it's a small price to pay if this asshole just shut up. <laughs> okay, right. Aaron, you mentioned All right. cereal. You mentioned donuts. I feel okay. like what we need to do here is really just take our friends, our latchkey listeners, on a just a nice tour through through a day. Throughout Let's the day. Start at the top of the day. It's Maybe time. maybe we should count calories while we do this. Oh, I guarantee no, we're going to get up no, into... No. Several thousand. We're not going to count calories. We're not going to count. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. It's you know, shame-free zone. That's right. Artificial colors yeah. and flavors. We're not going to talk about them. We're not going to okay. talk about any of that. We're going to um, ignore all of that. Good. And, and really, Good. you and I often, especially on the weekend, had a pre-breakfast breakfast, of course, <laughs> because we got up so early. 
family to watch cartoons. Mm-hmm. That, you know, we had to, you know, start it off maybe with some cereal at about 6 a.m. And then maybe there'd be a real <laughs> breakfast later on. Right. Um, yeah, French toast. Sure. Exactly. So, of course, Aaron, as you know, we have a whole episode well, yeah. about cereal. We, we love cereal so much. We already did an entire episode on cereal. Go I back mean, and... Give it a listen. Uh, we cover all the favorites. We got your Captain Crunch. We got your Fruity Pebbles. We uh, got your Cocoa Pops. Oh, uh, yeah. By the way, Doctor Amy, it is yeah. almost time for Halloween cereal that comes oh, back every no. year. No, 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 no. Count Chocula and uh, Boo Berry. Yeah. Frankenberry. Yeah. Put the yeah. same berries in a different box. So never, never <laughs> was there a berry involved. I wanted to be clear no, about that. They are they are berry free, but there are tiny little marshmallows. So, you know, oh go for it. I mean, I would say the cereal aisle is alive and well in terms of just bad. Every time yeah. I look at oh, yeah. it, I see something even more horrible. Yeah. And sometimes was, yeah. I send Aaron a photo <laughs> of like, look at this Twinkie cereal I just yeah. saw. Yeah, like, totally. So and I always say the same thing. Did you buy a box? Because no, no. no, should no, have. No, no, no. Yeah. No. So Dr. Amy is now diabetic since her recent uh, surgery oh. removing her demon pancreas. And so there will be no sugar cereals. Does Dr. that cut down on your Fruity Pebble intake? It is... really puts a oh. major dent in the Fruity Pebbles. So that is too bad. Cereal, what a showstopper, what a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Aaron, was, he would eat boxes and boxes and oh my God. of milk. I don't even know how oh much. It's God. amazing I survived childhood. I mean... It's just really my is. my diet was 93% sugar. It really was. It truly was. And, you know, we've talked about your beverage could be the, the sugar milk syrup at the bottom of the bowl. <laughs> oh, God. Depending on what kind of cereal it was, oh, especially yeah. Cocoa Puffs. Oh, Cocoa know. Puffs produced the wow. best sugar milk of them all. Uh, we I should mean, do a we should do a pebbles. tasting. <laughs> Fruity Pebbles is right up there. Fruity Pebbles. What a color. Yep. What a color. Yep. But if you wanted an actual beverage to go along with your sugar milk syrup at the bottom of the bowl, uh-huh. I mean, of our childhood, and this truly is horrifying. And again, judgment free zone, because there's probably lots of people. I see it all the time in the store. Oh, yeah. Still a thing. You, you, we had exclusively Sunny D, everyone. The Sunny D. Delight. Give oh, it up for the big D. Now, wait a second. What are we talking about? The D stands for damaged kidneys. <laughs> Most people don't know that. For diabetes, everyone. <laughs> right. Yes. Sunny day. I have to say, Aaron, that because we grew up in a strictly sunny delight household. Oh yes. I, I yeah. think I thought it was orange juice and it was so until I. years later. <laughs> yeah. That I had yeah. orange juice and it Well, was I went to yeah, I went to a friend's house and they had orange juice that had pulp in it, and I was like, "What in the hell is this? Oh my god! Like actual orange. Tastes weird. There's not nearly enough sugar in this. Do you have any sugar? Sunny D. About Sunny D? Of course. Oh boy! All right. Wow. Okay. I wow. They actually, the company actually calls it Sunny D since 
since about the year 2000, of course. Really? Yeah, it's yeah, not Sunny Delight anymore? No, and do you, hmm. do you remember the ad? Uh, I don't know at which point, but it was Sunny D gives you solar energy. Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> solar energy. Wow, um, that's so not I accurate. <laughs> that's correct. Yeah. I, I love this description. Sunny D, of course, is an orange drink, Aaron, not yeah. juice. Drink. No, it's there's no drink. There's no oranges <laughs> in there, I don't think. Oh, my God. It was developed <laughs> in 1963 by Dora Foods of Mount Dora, Florida, Aaron, which is oh, that, really that upsetting. Yeah. They, they had oranges there. right there. <laughs> they could have they could have gone outside, oh, picked a few oranges oh off a tree, but no, they didn't. Yeah. There's not an orange to no, be found. They didn't. Yeah. Never, not anywhere <laughs> on the premises. They probably don't even allow them in the employees' lunch boxes. Oh, no. No, no. no oranges allowed. Um, I really love this statement, Aaron. The drink is superficially related to orange <laughs> juice. <laughs> superficially. Yeah. How? Uh, what does that even like mean? A third cousin, twice <laughs> yeah. Removed, you know. Okay. Um, All right. They share the same color. Yes, well, mm. sort of. Uh, mm -hmm. Also resembles a soft drink without carbonation, and that really probably is mm, more That's accurate. accurate. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. you, you'll be happy to know, Aaron, that Sunny D is still going strong. The drink oh, I know it. I see it all the time, yeah. Mm -hmm. in it's not allowed in our house, though. My wife strictly forbids it that's <laughs> and good. always I'm, has. I'm glad, I'm glad that yeah. you've grown up there on the premises. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, in, in 2004, and this is going back a little ways, but I still see it on the shelves all the time. The drink produced an estimated $450 million in revenue for what? Gamble. Oh, it's my God. Wow. It's going very strong. Here's, okay. Here's a real fun fact for you. Okay. All right. You have no idea how big Sunny D is in the United Kingdom. Our really? Across the pond. Wow. I thought so they would be more sophisticated than that. No, apparently not. not. Okay. No, sir. <laughs> the beverage was launched in the UK in April of '98 with a 10 million pound promotional campaign, and by wow. August of '99, it became the third biggest selling drink in the United Kingdom, behind get this, behind Coca-Cola and Pepsi, and then don't Sunday. they have? What about? They don't have any tea. Else, I no. guess I, <laughs> they don't have their own things anymore. Okay. No. Um, wow. It was sold in refrigerated cabinets and marketed, listen to this, marketed as a healthier alternative <laughs> to soft drinks, sure. despite being neither healthier nor, <laughs> yeah. here's what's funny, nor does it require refrigeration. So they spend all this well, money. Yeah. It's it not as good. That you wouldn't want to drink it warm, though. I wouldn't. Would you? No, Would you drink no, warm, no, 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 a no, warm, no. a glass of Sunny D that's been sitting out in the sun no, all afternoon? No, no thank you. Store. Yeah, I mean, that's not true. Refrigerating Coke and Pepsi—it's a totally a psychological thing. They want you to that's think true. that it's healthy orange juice when it's not. Okay. Um. So, despite the name Sunny D, which again you might think is stands for vitamin D, uh, <laughs> does not have that going for it. It doesn't have any um, vitamin D. No. <laughs> mm hmm Um. But it does have it does have some vitamin C. So there's that. Happening. Okay. Um, All right, originally, good. Originally, Aaron, in our youth, we really had just the one flavor, which was quote unquote orange. Okay. There's, you're gonna, are you about to tell me there's other Sunny D flavors? Uh, I did not course, know this. Aaron. Is that true? Really? Now you, now 
Oh, God. Of course, the tangy original, the fruit punch, the smooth orange, the orange strawberry, orange mango, orange peach, watermelon, Whoa. peach mango, blue blue raspberry. Oh, Whoa. My. Cherry limeade, lemonade, Ugh. and orange pineapple. What? That's oh, a lot of a lot of fruit flavors. Go peach, peach, Sunny D. I don't know. Yeah, no, no. I don't think so. Anyway, pass. That's a hard pass. It's a, it's a sugar delivery system, but we love yeah. kids. So, My kids still love it, but like I said, it's not allowed in the house. And to tell you the truth, okay. a lot of things on this list are not allowed in my house. So probably for the best. I, yeah. Props and shout outs to your wonderful wife as well. Right. Um, yeah. So, Aaron, another thing that you and I could do by ourselves before the parents were awake or who knows where they were hmm. was, I mean, how much <laughs> did you love? Hey, stop with that nonsense. <laughs> I Aaron. didn't say anything. I, I know. I know I knew where they were, but okay. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Aaron, how much did you love and maybe still no judgment, judgment free zone. Some kind of a gorgeous ego waffle right out of Oh the my god. Pop that bag so right good. In the, in the toaster and oh, I mean yeah. of course you're going to slather it. I want to say with butter, but we never we did not have real butter ever. We, we No, had we had margarine. margarine. Yeah. We're margarine people. And oh, I don't I, know why. On the rare occasions I have egos, and I don't have them in the house, but you know, every once in a while, maybe I'll get them. I tried to get my younger son to like them, but it didn't really take. Uh, yeah. But I would, I would put butter on them in addition to Mrs. Butterworth. <laughs> oh. So du double butter, you know, double, double butter up butter, your ego. Double your fun. Yeah. It's a Mrs. Butterworth delivery system because the waffle itself, who cares, right? But yeah. I mean, you slather that margarine or that butter and that Mrs. Butterworth. Oh my God! I used to be able to eat four of those at a time. Oh, wow! Yeah. Zowie. Now, in, in my newly diabetic state, you know, I'm trying to figure out things I can eat that are low carb or whatever, and we yeah. found this frozen waffle that's like keto, and it's so weird. It has like coconut shavings in it. It's the most bizarre oh, okay. thing. Okay, so I don't my know. Life has really taken a turn from egg Yikes. to a keto coconut sugar-free syrup. Yeah. No, thank not, you. No, it's not so great. when I come visit your house, do I have to have these new you have yucky to bring eggos? Your own okay. Yeah, All right, bring that's your fair. Own okay. It's gotcha. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so Aaron, eggo waffles were actually invented. A lot of these foods we're going to talk about were not created in the '80s. They go way, way back. Weirdly enough. Yeah. So they were invented in 1953 by American inventor Frank Dorsa. So he developed the whole process where you could cook and freeze and package waffles, and then the folks at home could then pop them in the old toaster and have a mm -hmm. wonderful, wonderful morning. Yeah, um, brilliant. Also, <laughs> very much so. Why didn't, why didn't why this man, there should be a statue of him in every town square there across the country. Be. Um, so the Dorsa brothers also produced, and this uh, didn't really take off as much, Eggo potato chips, Aaron? Are you familiar? What? Really? Yeah, and and also hmm. golden bear potato chips, and they also did okay. syrup, Eggo syrup. So that never took off. So all of this was produced on, you'll love the name of the street in San Jose, California, Eggo Way, Aaron. Oh, okay. Uh, let's go there and see what's happening. We got to add that um, to the tour list. Yep. Yeah, yeah Eggo okay. Way in San Jose. Mm -hmm. That. Um, sure. The Dorses were very involved in the local community. They donated hmm. a lot of money. They did a lot of community projects. 
Um, so Tony Dorsa for Halloween, instead of candy, he would give out bags of the Eggo potato chips to trick-or-treaters, <laughs> of course. I mean, like, huh. why not? Okay, um, I guess. I'd so, rather have candy, but all right. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Uh-huh. Um, Aaron, in 1968, as a means of diversification, the Kellogg Company purchased Eggo. They're like, we got to do some different stuff. Let's get made mm-hmm. waffles. Let's do this. And they came up with the showstopper slogan. You have to remember the slogan. Oh, yeah. Yep. You got to Lego my Eggo. Lego yeah. my Eggo, everyone. Right. Yes. So that was developed by Leo Burnett in 1972, and that just really, I mean, went crazy. Mm-hmm. Later on in the 2000s, Kellogg's collaborated with the Lego group. Whoa. Of the, of the, right? Do you see where I'm yeah. going? Uh-huh. They, they made, made Lego. Waffles. Lego Eggos. They made Lego mm-hmm. shaped like Lego bricks, everyone. Now, here we're going to make an 80s connection with our Eggo waffles. Are you ready Oh, for good. It? Yes. In 2016, okay, the, in Stranger Things. Of course, Stranger Things. Yes. Were very much uh, featured because they ended up being the favorite food of Eleven, everyone. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, Eleven. Uh huh. Loved herself an Eggo waffle. Yes. Well, if um, you were like, you know, she's Eleven is basically kind of like an alien that landed. For, I mean, she's not an alien, but if you were an alien yes, and you landed yeah, on yeah. Earth and you never experienced yeah, yeah. and somebody gave you an Eggo, you might think that was pretty sweet. Like, you know, pretty oh, awesome. Damn, Yes, I don't need anything else. I only need this. Yeah. That's exactly right. Particularly if they had been slathered with Mrs. Butterworth. And Erin, mm. I loved that Mrs. Butterworth. I mean, oh, yeah. I had conversations with her. She was my friend. She cared about me. You well, she it. talked in the commercials, remember? She, she would come to totally life. Talked yeah. In the commercials. <laughs> so obviously, and this is, she's still out there on the shelves. There's a little yeah. controversy, but. The uh-huh. model was shaped like the woman with the apron and the whole thing. Yeah. And that goes back to 1961, okay? Yeah. Originally, they were glass bottles. And I remember that we had glass yep. bottles. I remember the glass bottles. I think we broke one one time yep. and got syrup yep. all over the place. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That sounds on brand for us. Yeah, I think, yeah it wasn't uh, until 19... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't until 1999 that they replaced them with plastics, and now you're going to get okay. a plastic bottle. So, Aaron, in, t- in 2020, following protests over systemic racism, ConAgra Brands, that's the brand that produces Mrs. Butterworth, announced mm-hmm. that it would review the shape of their bottles because critics viewed them as an example of the mammy stereotype. Okay? It was. It was, frankly, and, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. So in ads, Mm -hmm. Mrs. Butterworth's voice has evoked a grandmotherly white woman, and Mm -hmm. she's been portrayed by Caucasian voice actresses. Um, But despite that, some reports have claimed that the character was originally modeled on Butterfly McQueen, who appeared as the maid in Gone with the Wind in 1939. Oh, okay. Interesting. I didn't know that tidbit. All right. That tracks. Sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing I think of when I think of breakfast, our mother, and this was a very weird thing about our mother, because oh. our mother, she went, did the Jane Fonda exercise videos. She yes. was fit. She was cute. She did all mm-hmm. the things, right? Mm-hmm. She, but she had one vice, Aaron, till the day she died. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it is. Donuts. She yeah. loved herself a donut. Okay. Yep, but she was okay. very disciplined about it, though. She would very only have one donut, and that was it. One you know, 
one donut uh, only yep. on in the later years, only on Saturday morning. And mm-hmm. she would actually run. She'd go for a run to the donut mm-hmm. store, which was like two or three miles away. And that would be like she was, you know, allowing herself then to have the donut. But when we sure. were kids, do you remember the donuts <laughs> that she would buy? Yes. The one? They were the... I don't. I don't think. I don't think they make these anymore. I haven't seen them anyway. And I'm still a. I'm a bit of a connoisseur of the mm. Hostess line of products. Still, That's I just nice. had some. Sure. I had some of the chocolate donuts just the other day. You know oh. the donuts, the little tiny little oh donuts. My God. Those. Those are fun. If you're rolling through a gas station, people. Yep. If you're traveling you, somewhere. Yes. Nice cup, nice cup of gas station coffee and the little donuts get out. Well, I I ride my bike a lot and I ride long oh. distances and you know you yeah. get hungry and so you stop at a yeah. gas station and I figure I just rode twenty miles I deserve a whole oh, bunch of Hostess course. donuts right don't I 100%. yes yes but yes, these yes. were not the donuts though mom got nope. these things they were powdered they were regular size donuts. Yep. They came yeah. in a box of, I believe, six of yeah, them. I believe there were six in a box. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they that. were yep. powdered, powdered. They were white powdered donuts, but they yes. had a raspberry flavored raspberry filling on filling. the inside, right? Yes. And we didn't eat, just eat one. We eat one box. Oh. Yeah. We eat the okay. whole thing. So yeah. I had a special way that I would eat them, Aaron, and I don't know if you did this as well. I hmm. would, and this is going to be a theme in this episode, I would nibble like a little mouse all the way around the outside <laughs> up up to the filling. And I would just, and then that was, and then I had the little filling part in the middle and that was how I did it. What do you think? Did you just like lick out the filling at that point? Like what was the point of that whole exercise? Why not just eat it like a normal person? I didn't have a great plan once I got to the filling. I didn't know what to do and I cried and Okay. Um, fun, fun, cute story. When my kids were little, our mother and stepfather, we would go and visit, and they would have the little, small powdered donuts. Not with the round oh, yeah. filling, but yeah. just those little, small ones. Yeah. Kind of donut style. Those donuts. Yeah, they are donuts. They're just ones. powdered ones. Yeah. Yeah. And they would always buy those when we'd come to visit. And we didn't ever have those at home, and so it was like a special treat for my kids. So yeah. little sweet Jasmine, my daughter, she uh, would call them snow cookies. Yes, that's right. I remember that. Yes, yeah, snow cookies. Snow Very cookies. accurate. And Hostess should have named them that. <laughs> that's way better than donuts. Oh, it's so much. It's a snow way cookies. Name everyone. Let, write your congressman a letter. We'll <laughs> see if we can get that changed. I mean, you also, you know, and this actually I think was invented in the '80s. There's another <laughs> sort of type of product you could pop into the old toaster. Yeah. And that, of course, would be a Pop-Tart or, if you're really fancy, a toaster strudel. (laughs) Pop-Tarts, you know, we didn't, I don't remember us having Pop-Tarts back then. I don't, I don't know if they were around. Not till, not till I was in. A little later. Yeah. They were available in the 80s. But mom just never got those. Yeah. 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 But those things, man. With the hostess donuts. My kids love the heck out of some Pop-Tarts. Uh, and those things, I never could yeah, really get into them because yeah. it's like, what are they even made out of? It's not bread. What is it? It's not a donut. No. It's like a... Is it I'm not sure. The consistency of Pop-Tarts has always 
troubled me and troubled my soul, and so I could sure. never really fully it's appreciate just, them. It's troubling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then All right. you have the psychopaths oh. who would eat them with without toasting them, and that's really criminal. Oh yeah. Behavior. No, my son, my older son Gabriel used to do that. It would drive me crazy. What are you too lazy to pop it in the toaster? It's a lot better that way. Come on. You gotta heat it up. Yeah. All right, so that's that's oh, breakfast, great. right, Dr. Amy? That's Woo. breakfast. We just had a very delicious breakfast of cereal, uh, raspberry-filled yeah. donuts, Eggo waffles, uh, and Sunny D. Wash it down with some Sunny D. So I think oh, we should move on to lunch uh, and discuss yeah. some of the fun stuff that we used to eat for lunch, including... I'm just going to tease this because, you know, when when you say bad foods of the 80s, I think there's one thing that almost everyone will will come to their mind before any other thing. And we're going to talk about that. It's a spread that goes on oh. your finger, a cracker. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm talking about. OK, we're going to talk about that product and lunch. But first, we're going to take a short break. In a world full of music about the rodeo, the big city. Prime in America, terrible time in America. You forget I'm in America. Ancient instruments and singing computers. How can you possibly cover it all? Well, take a trip with Classical Sprouts, the awesome classical music podcast for kids from Interlochen Public Radio, and we'll show you around a world full of awesome classical music. I'm Kate Botello, your host, and we at Classical Sprouts want you to know that classical music is for everyone to enjoy, and you can enjoy it even more if you know about some of its history or how it's made. Join me at Classical Sprouts to learn about everything from ballet to bagpipes with awesome music and musical guests. Take a trip around the musical world with Classical Sprouts from Interlochen Public Radio. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back to the Latchkey Kids. This is making me hungry for some bad foods. I what do I have in the kitchen right now that could be considered bad foods? Uh, cereal. I have some Rice Krispies, which aren't necessarily that sugary, but they could be if you added a bunch of sugar to them. I could do that. Oh, they sure can be. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk. Let's move on from breakfast to lunch. Of course, Dr. Amy, we have a whole entire episode about school lunches. Uh, and we would yes, talk we about do. what we would what we would pack in our igloo mini coolers uh, when we would take them to when we didn't have enough money for the cafeteria food or the cafeteria food right. was too terrible. So go back and listen to that. But you know, say we're on the uh, at home on the weekends and it's time to eat lunch right. at home. I remember, you know, the yes. standby is the classic sandwich, and it was always served. Mm. Do you remember, Doctor Amy? Hillbilly bread. Do you remember hillbilly bread? Oh that still God. exists. It still I exists. Only, I only remember because in some previous episode you mentioned it and all these memories started flooding back. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, yeah. wow, people. Hillbilly bread is really something to behold. Hillbilly bread, if you've never experienced it, and I can, I have a fresh memory of this because when I moved to Michigan uh, eight or so years ago, I saw hillbilly bread in the store, and for nostalgia purposes, I bought a loaf of it and took it home. <laughs> hillbilly bread is the poorest quality bread ever made in the yeah. entire world. And I think I can say that authoritatively. Yeah. It is impossible, almost impossible, to spread anything, butter, yep. peanut butter, whatever. You yeah. spread it on hillbilly bread, it's probably going to fall apart right in your hand. It's crazy. The only way to do it is Absolutely. to toast it a little it bit. Tears. Yeah, it just completely crumbles and falls apart. It is the worst bread. That was our bread. We would also have some Oscar Mayer bologna. Yep. And we would have, you know, put stuff on it, including, drum roll please, uh, Cheese Whiz. <laughs> People, what a I think Cheese Whiz household we were. At the top of the bad food of the 80s pyramid, I think you got to reserve the throne for Cheese Whiz. I really do. You Cheese Whiz. I mean, even just for the spelling of the word cheese yeah. alone. Well, and it has whiz. It's a food that has whiz in its name. I mean. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that was a brave, brave move on the part of the Cheese Whiz company. So Cheese Whiz, if you are, yeah, you know, if you're an alien. It's very much available to this day. Yeah, oh yeah, it's still out there. It's made by Kraft, okay? It's uh, it's processed cheese sauce, I guess. Um, it was a uh, it yeah. So let's do a little deep dive on cheese whiz. It was invented by a food scientist okay. <laughs> named Edwin okay. Traisman. Because there's no food there, just chemicals. No, yeah. just, just no. This it was made in the lab. It was literally made in a lab somewhere by Kraft. Yep. And of course, like a lot of these these foods, it goes back to the fifties. It was, it showed up in stores in in nineteen fifty two. It's like a. It used to come in a glass jar. Did you know that? It was yes, intended for. Of course it did. Yeah, it was intended for corn chips and hot dogs. Uh, it was frequently used in like Philadelphia style cheese steaks. Uh, it became a thing in Canada, Mexico, the Philippines, Venezuela, of course, the United States. Uh, and then they, they kind of switched it up and they marketed it as a cheese dip. This is just a few years yeah. ago yeah. in 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently now they spell the word cheese correctly because <laughs> it was C H E E Z W H I Z whiz. I guess they don't want kids to be spelling cheese wrong. I don't know. So it's a cheese dip now. Okay. So we would take that, and when we're making our sandwich, we would carefully... The thing that was fun is it came in the can, and it had a little a little skinny little tube, and you would... It was fun. It was like whipped cream, except you would get this little trail of cheese Whiz. So when you have your Oscar Mayer bologna, and you squirt your cheese Whiz, you could make a smiley face. You could you know, make a little design. You could make a flower. You could do whatever you wanted, right? I think I remember making Pac-Man as a thing. You know? You could do that. Um and then we would put it, of course, so on top bad. of on top of our bologna, which came from Oscar Mayer. Oscar Mayer. My bologna has a first name. It's O S C A R. It's O S C A R. 
My baloney has a second name. It's M E Y E R. Yes. Every day, and if you ask me why, I'll say, because Jimmy Carter has a way of messing up the USA. I don't know. Uh, lots of spinoff songs there. That was a huge thing in like. 19 when was that that was had to be like 1980 i remember being a little kid and singing that song it was everywhere anyway german german immigrant oscar meyer there really was an oscar meyer dr amy okay he was german he be he was born in 1859 and he he lived in detroit the michigan pride oscar meyer yeah comes from detroit michigan in 1883, wow. he was working and he he was experimenting with bratwurst, liverwurst, viceverst, all of the worsts, basically. And uh, I guess they put it together. I don't know. Uh, and uh, yeah, so they, 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 they made it big with advertisements on TV with the children singing the song. Well, the first one was in the 60s, 1963. Um, oh yeah, and it wasn't just that song. There was another song. Do you remember the yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. where I there wish. was a bunch of kids singing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I were an Oscar Mayer wiener. <laughs> yeah. What? Who wishes they were an Oscar Mayer wiener? What the hell are we talking about? I, I don't know. Did that little girl really? Because I mean, I think if that actually happened, you'd regret it. I think if. You, you know, and then in the seventies, it was the my baloney had a first name. Oh, uh, yeah, that was on for years. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor Amy, have you ever heard of the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile? Absolutely. Not only have I heard of it, I have a former student. You know, back when I taught high school English, who at some point in her twenties had a job in like social media marketing, whatever, with a Wienermobile. Going really? All around the country, yeah. The Oscar Mayer uh, brand products. <laughs> well, Amy, I have, I have something to tell you that you're not going to believe. Okay. I have seen the Wienermobile in person. Oh wow! Yes. Lucky, lucky boy. <laughs> I have a feeling. I mean, I mean, I'm maybe I'm wrong. I don't want to be accusatory, but I have a feeling there's more than one Wienermobile. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty you? sure. No, there's. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, but maybe there's not. I don't know. I can't prove it. It's it's an Oscar Mayer conspiracy theory is what it is. Okay, but uh, okay. the Wienermobile came to Traverse City, Michigan a few years ago, and we saw it driving down the freaking street. Oh, <laughs> We're like, there's the Wienermobile. It's shaped like a giant hot dog, if you've yeah. never seen it before. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty. It's quite something. So Oscar Mayer, I think, at least for the baloney, it, you know, it was maybe put more money into advertising that it did into like quality control. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cuz it's there's better baloney out there. Let me tell yeah, you. Definitely. But yeah. you know, it's a classic and it, you yes. know, we loved it. Wow. Sure. Baloney. Sure. Oh my Absolutely. Wow. Do you want to know where hillbilly, hillbilly bread comes from? I'm dying to know. <laughs> I know nothing about the origin of hillbilly bread, please. It comes from Notre Dame football in what? the 30s. <laughs> I swear to God. There's a guy named William Bussey. He owned a, a bread company called Cremo Bread. Okay. 
And he had a brilliant idea uh, during a, of a promotional idea during a Notre Dame football game. He parachuted miniature loaves of bread from an airplane during the football game. I swear to God. Nice. He did. He totally That's did. awesome. Okay. And then he just ran ads and he just like went crazy. He had, he had drivers show up at grocery stores dressed like hobos. And they had banners announcing hillbilly bread, and it was all advertising. And, you know, I am sensing a theme here because Oscar Mayer, all of this is like, they just, man, they just pummel you with endless TV jingles and ads, and that's how they became a huge thing. All we did was watch TV, so, I mean, of course, we were indoctrinated uh, on a regular basis every commercial break quality of this stuff is pretty bad especially hillbilly bread that stuff is terrible anyway I we're gonna the, pa- the, the bag the plastic bag that it came in had it was like a cartoon hillbilly. yeah yeah there was a cartoon like hobo guy on there there still is yeah. i think it's actually like right. maybe maybe an offensive stereotype anyway it um I was never a fan of this, Amy, but do you remember if you wanted to have peanut butter and jelly on your hillbilly bread, sometimes you could grab a jar of Smucker's Goober. <laughs> do you remember? Oh, that no. was the I, that know. was the jar. Do you know what I'm talking oh. about? <laughs> we did have this yes, a few times. I think you liked it, maybe. Oh. I don't know. But it was weird, man. It, it was the thing that it's basically weird. had stripes of alternating... Alternating stripes of peanut butter and grape Smucker's grape jelly. Peanut butter and jelly in the same jar. Same jar. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. I didn't like. Well, what happened was. Peanut butter. Hmm. Oh, did we eat? It was the creamy kind. It was either Jif or Peter Pan. I don't know. One of those. I think maybe it was Peter Pan. Yeah. One of those. And then, you know, sometimes we would mix it up, and instead of a sandwich, we'd have a hot dog. I love hot dogs. I love oh my God. pretty much any hot yes. dog I'll eat. I don't care. Even a bad hot dog is a good hot dog to me, you know, unless it's green, oh. except for the 7-Eleven ones that have been sitting there all day. Oh those, I'll, I'm going to pass I've, on those. I've become really bougie, Aaron, and I will yeah. eat, like, all beef, fancy hot dogs. Sure. It yeah, I get like that. Hebrew National. Yeah. But when we were kids, there was no beef. There was no, it was mystery meat, uh, 100%. There that. You know a yeah. bad hot dog because it's a really light color. A good hot dog is a nice, like, deep color. You know, there's some beef in yes. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's actual meat. Yeah, yeah. Well, I live in, I live in Kentucky now, and, I'm, and, and although there is a lot of amazing food here, I am a little bit yeah. dismayed because... Yeah. There isn't nearly as much hot dog culture in Kentucky as there was in Michigan. In Michigan, let me tell you, oh, Dr. No. Amy, Michiganders take hot dogs very seriously. There are several okay. in-state uh, companies that make just wonderful hot dogs. My favorite being a company called Kogel, which I believe is based in Grand Rapids, makes excellent frankfurters, all beef ones that you would like. And then, you know, I don't know if you know about Detroit Coney Dogs. Detroit Coney Dogs are a huge thing, not just in Michigan, but all over the Midwest. Yeah. And that is basic. It's kind of like a chili dog. It's a it's a hot dog with uh, like a meat sauce kind of a thing and some onions. Okay. And I think that's it. And if you go to Detroit, 
There's a, there's a place in downtown Detroit called Lafayette Coney that has been there for a thousand years. Uh, it is grungy and weird, and they kind of yell at you, and it's very kind of intimidating. But Great. it is, I am here to tell you, okay. the best hot dog you have ever had in your life in Detroit. Go there. Check it out. Okay. We were not yeah. such highfalutin connoisseurs, though, when we were kids. Do you remember no. putting... Remember putting cheese on top of the hot dog? A slice of whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. American yeah, cheese? What you would do is you would s- you'd slice your hot dog that, like, down, the, you know, lengthways. Yeah, down, down the, the middle, middle, yes. And then you would, take, you would take a slice of American cheese, and you would break it into little pieces, and you put it on mm-hmm. top, and then you would microwave it for 30 seconds or something. Right. And that was the, that was the showstopper. The other really 80s hot dog, I think, Aaron, are the hmm. ones that had the little injected spots of some kind of cheese. Oh, yes. They oh, still make those. Oh, my God. oh gosh. Oh, what are those called? I, yeah. I, those are I, those are okay. Wow. I, I prefer our microwave. You know what else you can do with a hot dog? As long as, I mean, this is turning into a hot dog podcast, but you can do, you know, the same trick. The same trick where you cut the hot dog lengthways and you stuff little pieces of cheese in the little pocket you've created, but then you take some Pillsbury croissants and you wrap them around the cheese-filled hot dog, pop them in the oven for however long, 10, 15 minutes, and you've got cheese-stuffed croissant hot dogs. Bon appetit. There you go. Okay. Or you could wrap your hot dog in bacon, Eric. Let's get really. Let's what really turn this are you? Into a hot dog what are you talking about? What <laughs> bacon? What? Oh my god! Oh my god! Now, oh now, now. Of course, after you've had this lunch of Oscar Mayer, uh, mm. uh, bologna and cheese whiz and hillbilly bread, my you're gonna need something to. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can't do it every time. Okay. Oh. Okay, so okay, you. Okay. Okay. You would need something to wash it down with, right? And you didn't. Maybe you didn't always have Sunny oh, D. Of course. course, that was more of a breakfast drink. Um, so you could have. Uh, yes, yes. You could have a high C. Remember high C? Oh my God! High Came C. in a little juice box. box yeah. We loved it. The little sure. regular juice box. Uh huh. That high C. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. High yes. high C juice boxes actually go back to the forties. Uh, they were owned by uh, really? the Minute Maid division of the Coca-Cola Company. Yes, created, released in 1947. They only had orange back then. Oh now they have all God. sorts of flavors. Uh, yeah, they've got, you know, like shouting orange well, tangerine. Recall, hmm. Oh, my God. Um, you recall, Aaron, in our uh, summer day camp episode, we talked about our hack with juice boxes where we would freeze them. And then oh, yeah. by lunchtime the next day, they were like a slushy kind of thing. Yes, smart, smart. Ooh. And then later, when some people, when they were in college, would put alcohol in them. <laughs> of course, of course. Anyway, that's yeah. another topic for another show, yeah. not as family yeah. friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Amy, I saw that you put yeah. in the notes something called an ecto cooler, and I don't have any idea what you're talking yes. about. What is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was a really big moment for the juice box, okay? So mm-hmm. 
They did a juice box that was a tie-in with the Ghostbusters film, which, uh, hello, we need to do an really? episode about Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh, it's on the list. So it's on the list. Mm-hmm. it was branded to be the, you know, ectoplasm whatever stuff from the, oh. you know, that they would mm-hmm. do. So in 1987, they developed this drink, and it was hugely popular. Okay. Uh, for, you know, for a little while, but it was supposed to be mimic kind of the, the slimy thing. And they actually had the character Slimer in the commercials oh. for the Ecto Cooler. Okay. Fun, fun, Ooh, fun. Okay. Amazing. And then, of course, Aaron, as we went on through the 80s, the Capri Sun. What a fancy, yeah. fancy juice box. Capri Sun. Still a thing. Sandwich. Yep. Kids still now, love I that all over you, the place. Hmm. We talk about what's in our fridge right now. I have some Capri Suns in my fridge. Really? Only because. Grandchildren, right? Well, now, oh, my God, no. My, my dad no? never allow such a thing. <laughs> oh. um, when I was in the hospital having my surgery, my daughter had to figure, like, she did grocery shopping to try to figure out there's things that I needed that were going to be different than I would normally eat. Anyway. If my blood sugar goes low, you have to have a juice box, right? Oh, she okay. She was looking for ones that had a certain number of grams of carbohydrates, and uh-huh. the Capri Sun were the exact right amount. So I have a whole box of Capri Sun in case oh. my blood sugar goes low. Oh, have you had to? Have you had to do that? I have a couple of times. Yeah. I've had oh, a nice okay. Little, uh, stroll down memory lane. Pop in that nice straw. Fun. And squeeze, okay. Just do a little gentle squeeze and you're off so, the races. <laughs> so having having lifelong health problems that eventually turn you yes. into a diabetic isn't all bad. <laughs> no, exactly. There's there's a, there's a little bit of an upside. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if That's lunch was really awesome. If lunch was really awesome, Dr. Yeah. Amy, you might get a fruit roll-up along with the rest of your lunch. Uh, fruit roll-ups. Oh I assume they God, still make Aaron. these, right? They probably do. Mm, I yeah. probably. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it turned into later on, I know with my kids, it was more of the fruit snacks. Like yeah, that's dummy, true. Little like, characters, yeah. little shapes. But when we were kids, definitely the fruit roll-up. Now, do you remember, Aaron, the gross thing that kids would do, myself included, with a fruit roll-up? No. Oh, what, slap it on your face? You'd wrap it around your finger, around and around your finger, and then you would, like, suck on it on your finger like a Oh, gross. I never did that. I think I remember unfolding it because it was like a it was like a fruit pancake that came in a wrapper and you'd unwrap the wrapper. And then it was like this flat, like a pancake, like a crepe, like a fruit crepe. And I remember slapping it on my face and then sticking my tongue through it and making a hole. I remember doing that. That's fun. Always fun. Lots of fun. Um, so yeah, it was on cellophane. It came from, uh, fruit corners, fruit, fruit roll-ups again, heavily marketed on television all through the 1980s. Yeah. They, 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 uh, build it as real fruit and fun rolled up in one. (laughs) Was it real fruit? I don't know. I think so. Maybe. I I don't know. And also if you're going to have a sandwich, you're going to have a fruit roll up. I think we need some chips too, don't you think? Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. What chips did what chips did we like back in the day? I mean, oh, we had Fritos. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have like Yeah. We didn't have those little like snack bags like they have now. You know? I don't remember that anyway. Do you? You'd have to 
put them in a little Ziploc and then yes. they get crushed. You know? They would get all crushed. Or, yeah, or if the Ziploc, the Ziploc bag would pop open and then they'd get wet and they'd be like, you know, oh. sludgy oh. Doritos or whatever. Now, um, I will say my favorite potato chip memory of childhood is hmm. we, would, we would really only have these when we went camping. Dad would get Pringles, Aaron. Oh yeah, Pringles. That's right. Yes. Chip because they don't get crushed. They're in that gorgeous, gorgeous yeah. canister. What a beautiful design. Uh-huh. Yes. I still, to this day, I will still yeah. testify before Congress. Sure. I think that Superior. Pringles is a great chip and a great. A I great do design. too. I do too. I mean, what other chip can you make a duck mouth with and entertain your friends? And yeah, I can. I still. I consider Pringles to be kind of a classy potato chip if you will oh, you know it's like i like classic. to imagine now, it's the potato chip that rich people eat i don't know maybe it's not i'm not sure i wouldn't know right. yeah well, i don't know i don't know mm-hmm. about all that i was i really liked <laughs> mustard as a kid and so Ugh. my sandwich was bologna and cheese and mustard on the hillbilly gross bread. yeah and also with the potato chips i would dip them in mustard aaron gross okay yeah. that's yeah. that's not okay do you still do Ooh. that Okay. No, I don't know. I don't do that anymore. No, no. All right, that's probably good. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have. I have. Yeah. There is a lot more. I mean, we didn't even get to the real hostess line of all of their famous things. The best. You know. The best time of the day for junk food is latchkey kid time. Right. Right. After school. And then. No and we didn't get to we didn't get to dinner either. All the stuff that mom used to make because mom would come home late because she was a working person. She didn't have much time to throw dinner together. So she would very quickly have to make dinner for four people and it had to be done pretty quick. And so the stuff we had for dinner was yeah. I think it falls in the category of bad food. <laughs> so we are going to do oh we're going to make this a two parter. OK, we're going to make this a two parter. Very special. We're, We're going to come back next week with part two of Bad Food. We are looking forward to it. That was a lot of fun. All right? All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to get some cheese Whiz. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'll put it on my hillbilly bread. I'm just kidding. Don't ever pay money for hillbilly bread. It's terrible. All right. All right. We're going to go. We'll be back next week with more Bad Food. Until then, bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.